0: Welcome to WXAV eighty eight point three FM Chicago. My name is Philip Bridges, and alongside me we have David New, who is the president of AFL Global. How are you doing today, sir? Good
1: morning, Philip. How
0: are you? I'm doing fine, uh, sir. So first things first. Uh, after being a involved in rugby for over thirty years, you were a player, a coach. You have a lot of experience. What got you into the uh, what got you into the uh, Arena Football uh, League? What drew you in?
1: Uh, you know what? Uh, initially, I'm a, a sports fan first, so, you know, even though I was involved in the sport of rugby and then cricket growing up in Australia and within my career throughout Australia and then through Europe and then eventually moving to the USA, I, was, I became a football fan, American football. Uh, and then it just happened to be a chance meeting with the owners. Or the Philadelphia Soul, who just won recently the Arena Bowl here in the USA.
0: Yes, they did. Uh, that was a real exciting, real exciting game. Now, what was the mindset when the idea was first pitched to create the Chinese American Football League? What was going into your mind when you chose China, when or when that decision was made?
1: Yeah, it was developed over a number of things. Uh, Marty Judge is the chairman and founder of the company. owns a uh, U.S. and internationally based IT staffing and consulting company. Uh, the Judge Group, who happened to be doing business in China at the time and currently still do. Uh, He's a current owner of the Philadelphia Soul. He has an interest in arena football in the U.S. And then being a a sports fan himself and a sports league owner, he saw an opportunity in China uh, for the indoor game based on a number of things, infrastructure and the opportunity within the sports marketplace. uh, He's an entrepreneur and a smart businessman. He thought of the game and its connection with the change in the China sports industry. So, thought, you know, why not, why not try to bring indoor football to China, professional indoor football uh, for Chinese athletes and for uh, a Chinese market audience. Uh, that was the start place and the genesis of that idea was about four years ago. We were about to launch a professional league in October of this year with six teams. So over that time we've uh, learned a lot, uh, developed a lot and we're ready to go.
0: Sounds great. So about those uh, six cities that are having teams, what was the mindset when it came to picking those specific cities or those teams in general?
1: But, yeah, a lot of it's based on uh, the audience demographic. You know, we talk about China; it's a really large population of 1.4 billion people. There's about 19 to 20 cities or tier one cities that have over populations of over 20 million people. So we identified out of our six teams about four of those uh, four cities: uh, Beijing, Zheng Beijing, Shanghai, uh, Guangzhou and Shenzhen, who have massive populations. Uh, Dalian and Qingdao, who in and of themselves have about 10 million people. So, you know, the number of people in that marketplace is significant. Infrastructure was another key uh, key driver in the fact that there was a facility and a venue that made sense. Uh, In terms of local infrastructure, there was uh, public transport and advanced uh, transportation systems that could move people to and from the venues. And then the the, the seasonality of it, you know, we're looking to play between the professional soccer league and the professional basketball league where we believe there's a competitive advantage there for us to play at that time of the month in September, October, and November.
0: That sounds really good. How do you think your league will be able to compete? Do you think it could become a top-two sport? top two or three sport in China at some point you know maybe uh, five or ten years down the line if it start if uh, the league is successful
1: yeah most definitely we have we have some modest goals at the moment we want to make it a viable business and we want to make it a, a viable sport in the mindset of the uh, Chinese youth and Chinese athletes so that's one of our first goals and then ultimately our goal is to move into the top 10 and then the top five uh, sports. Within the country, so we think that that that's uh, a realistic goal. We understand our competition in terms of other professional uh, athletic endeavors over there, and that would be you know the professional basketball uh, soccer, basketball association, the professional soccer league, uh, high-end athletics, athletics, and and sports uh, that that are Olympic and international competitions. So we've given ourselves a good opportunity, and we and we intend to grow and be very successful there.
0: Uh, again, this is David New, the president of AFL Global. And uh, now you say you uh, have modest goals to start off with. So what do you think in terms of expansion for the league? Are you just focused on making sure you establish the six teams that are here right now? Or have you thought or have you and the owners thought to the future of possibly expanding outside of those six teams and maybe bringing in maybe two or two or four teams in the near uh, next five, ten years if it really does become a successful league?
1: Yeah, that's a that, that's certainly within our, our thought process at the moment with with one eye on the future and one eye on, on the present, the present being those six teams, the future being expansion of the teams throughout other marketplaces. Uh, in terms of growth of the league, it's very important that we create sustainable and um, Profitable businesses within those first six cities, and then we translate that model into into growth cities in potentially two or four in the in the subsequent years of years two three, and then over time and hopefully by by year five we've made this into a league of of ten or twelve really strong teams, and then that gives us the capacity then to understand whether we want to upsize and continue to grow, and that way the league itself grows and 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 the opportunities for other athletes throughout China and different marketplaces to embrace the game, but that also um, has has an influence and an impact on all the other business drivers, our uh, broadcast revenue, sponsorship, ticket sales, apparel and merchandise. So we have to be cognizant of what we can do right now, what that looks like in the, in the short term, and then make some uh, considered judgments at the end of each of those seasons and at the end of each of those um, business uh, or, or, or operating years for those teams and each of those... Uh, significant areas that we're
0: starting in how has the reception been from the players who've come over so far Uh, and how do you think it's gonna be uh it will affect you know the development of the game in china as a whole do you think the international players who come over are they really looking forward to not only playing but being able to be teachers in a way to the the chinese players or the uh players who haven't really got into the sport for that long do you think that's yes. a, a part of it?
1: Yeah, it's critical. It's critical for us that our players that come over in the first instance, that are foreign-based personnel that come and join us in a league in China, are ambassadors and mentors of the game. That's that's only natural that those guys will have the most experience and information and to pass that through to the Chinese players. It's a, it's a mission of ours to make a Chinese league Specifically for Chinese athletes, we think that makes total sense. It, it would make no sense for us to build a league in China that was only for foreign athletes. So our rosters in the first year are 20 men per team. Ten of those will be Chinese nationals. Ten of those will be foreign-based uh, football players who will come in and help the, uh, the team develop and, and grow. But over time, we would imagine that, and we believe that the number of Chinese players will increase while the number of foreign players will decrease. not saying that that won't create opportunity. For foreign players we see that that number being significant because of the expansion so there'll be less players potentially foreign-based players on those uh teams as the as they evolve and develop but there'll be more teams for foreign-based players to be spread across so their influence and impact on this is critical you know we, we're looking at a model here that we need all hands on deck and everyone operating as a as a as a uh a unit heading in the same direction so for players who have an interest from overseas one there's an opportunity for you but Two and three means that you need to be a high character guy. And three, you need to be a guy who wants to get involved in the development of the game and be involved in all the cultural aspects of of uh, China's sport and and uh, and the landscape of China generally.
0: So, how do you think the players are going to be able to handle that adjustment? For I, I would have to believe many of those players will be their first time in China and getting used to the culture. Do you think that they'll be able to handle that adjustment period in a reasonable amount of time so that once they get established uh, there, in the personal terms, they can be able to help as much as possible on and off the field with the players and helping develop the game? Do you think that's uh, that's something that shouldn't be too hard for them, or do you think it might be a tough for some of the players to adjust uh, at first glance?
1: Yeah, we looked at it from a number of perspectives, and, and one is, I uh, specifically on that, what type of cultural shift and what type of uh, implications that would have on on foreign personnel, from anything from the communication barrier all the way down to different types of diet and uh, different types of um, conditions that they're not not used to. So we created a model, this Super Series, so that all six teams will travel over a period of two months together as one functioning unit. So We'll play with all six teams in one location to create a week-long football festival so that the first stop is Beijing. Then we're on to Dalian, Qingdao, down into Shenzhen, Guangzhou, and up into Shanghai. So we created it so that these guys would be together, move together, live together, eat together, and wouldn't spend too much time just in one location so that it would just be a week-long commitment where we would practice, prepare, and promote, and develop, and launch, and and, um, present the game and then we move on to the next city. Those things in of itself give us a stepped process where guys can be uh, acclimatised, can become accustomed to what China looks like, and then feel more comfortable in what it looks like in year two and three when they become part of a traditional franchise-based league where they'll live in that one city over a period of time. I think that helps them. I think it helps us as a league. I think it helps all of us to understand what this swing will look like going forward. It's a great question.
0: Yeah. So now, with that happening with the sports festival, do you think that the CFL? Well, okay, to uh, make it broaden it out a bit, if you had one hope and one real goal for the league this season, what would that be, and why do you think that goal is the one that needs to be attained?
1: Yeah, that's another great question. The one goal or the one mission for us this year is to launch football professional. American arena-style football in China, and to complete the season. And by completing the season is that we fulfill all our obligations. That is, we we fulfill our commitment to the broadcast schedule and the the broadcast partners that we have to deliver content at a high level. Is that we satisfy the requirements of all our players and our teams to make sure that we take care of them and manage their um, involvement in this whole process in a professional and business-like manner. And the third part is that the fans and audiences come and look at the game, feel like they've enjoyed it, understood it more, and they'll be available to come
0: back, see
1: us again next season and subsequent years. They are the three simple goals we have in mind, and that's how we'll be able to measure success.
0: All right, that sounds that sounds wonderful. So if do you think the league could reach out and maybe pull in some fans from outside of China? Do you think your, uh, the league will be able to do that at some point? You know, uh, not saying that it'll become... The spectacle, like the NFL, and pull in a lot of uh, and pull in some international fans. But do you think you'll be able to bring in a decent base of foreign fans to the league, or is that not necessarily one of your goals as of right now? More so down the future, uh, down the line in the future.
1: I think it's. I think it's uh, an opportunity for us to do a lot of things. Right, right right now, the first goal is the interest of Chinese audience and and that marketplace within mainland China. And then we see that the opportunity outside of that based on our broadcast footprint and where we'll be able to deliver content to, that that will have an interest in Asia. And then back here to the USA, where the existing arena football fan base is, we're going to be showing live content back here of our games. And those partnerships will be announced after Labor Day. So it would make sense to us to try and reach as many people and eyeballs as possible. And then within that process look at who might be interested stakeholders. So, for example, that content may reach someone in America who has an interest in owning a team in China. It may reach a sponsor or a brand or a company in in the U.S. who wants to be able to reach that massive audience in China as a sponsor and and be able to represent and expose their product to a wider audience. On the other hand, it may be a Chinese brand that wants a more international reach. So through our programming and content, their brand and, and their product can be positioned within our content to be seen by an American or an international audience. So I think it works both ways. And I think over time that will be organic, that process. We're going to start to understand, you know what, more people are interested in this than just Chinese people. Look at the numbers of of interest that's coming through our digital programs or our online uh, programs that we're seeing that people are picking up the content in South Korea or Vietnam or in India or down in Australia or all the way back here in North America. So it, it'll be a, an ongoing process, and we'll certainly monitor it
0: closely. So as the president of AFL Global, when it comes to you know possibly expanding this American arena-American-style fo- arena football, is there any other country that you really had an interest in possibly starting a league in? Or is, was it only China was your main goal, and that will be just it uh, for the time being?
1: No, the mission of AFL Global is to grow the game. as as its name suggests, is to grow up globally. So China is step one. That's our focus at the moment. But we certainly look at at Asia. We're looking at, as I mentioned there, South Korea, Japan, uh, Vietnam, down in through Malaysia and Indonesia, up into India, throughout throughout Europe, uh, potentially into the the Gulf region, down into Australia and the Pacific, and here in in the Americas. There's a place for this game based on its modified style, being indoor, uh, fast. High octane, uh, high energy, high scoring uh, value entertainment. Where this can be transferable and mobile. Uh, this version of the game and, and this model of the game. So we're excited about starting in China and then going throughout Asia and then down out uh, through the Pacific and around the world.
0: So if uh, you were talking now, uh, I've I really uh, back in the mid 2000s, I was really a big fan of the AFL. And I really loved uh, the Chicago Rush in the uh, AFL before yep. they went extinct. Uh, well, they, uh, they had to disband and cease operations. Uh, it was a great time, and it was great to uh, watch for me. I was excited. I loved it. How do you think you could reach out and grab the casual fan who won't? who won't necessarily uh, have seen the league before, even in America, who hasn't necessarily seen the AFL, uh, watching the uh, Rena bowl, you know, people would say that there's no defense in the league. It's just mm-hmm. pass oriented. That's all it is. Not really great. How would you be able to uh, gravitate, be able to bring in those fans and show them that this game is really great. And it's really exciting thing to be a part of. I
1: think it's, Again, it's a a number of things. One is that for most people when they look at sport or or some type of of sporting activity, they want to understand if it makes sense to them. So in terms of football, it's it's fairly simple in understanding that, well, that team needs to cross that goal line to score, and that team needs to stop them. So there's the basic premise of the game. So it's not that difficult to understand. The next thing is they want to see points scoring in action. Well, that game has plenty of that. Then they want to be close to the game. Well, certainly in the indoor version of the game, you're sitting right on top of the action. Then they want to understand how can they interact with each other, how can they purchase uh, a T-shirt, a hot dog, or be involved in the, in the whole, overall, um, uh, whole, whole overall entertainment package of the game. So for us, and from my perspective and our company's perspective, is it's about entertainment, it's about interaction, And it's about engagement. So we think that the game in itself does all those things. But as far as the hardcore fans concerned in terms of, oh, it's pass-oriented, there's not as much defense. Well, you've know, you only got to look at other modified sports of the game and you can have that same argument. You can look at rugby that's gone from the 15-man version now all the way down to a seven-man version. That's in the Olympics. And now it's exploding around the world because of those factors. That's entertaining. It's exciting. It's fast-paced. You know, And it's actually made for a TV audience, not just an in-stadium audience. So there's many reasons why this game can be successful, based not only on what we know about arena football, but what we know about modified versions of of sports throughout the world globally. And I'll give you the examples of Rugby 7s or T20 cricket that's brought it from a five-day game all the way down to a three-hour spectacle now that people are engaged and immersed in. So we'll follow models that work, uh, employ those best practices, and we think that we'll come up with, uh, with a plan that will uh interest not not only our existing fan base but bringing in new and and casual fans also
0: All right so uh now here's my next question and um I guess you could go a few different ways with it what's been the most exciting part or most enjoyable part for you in being a part of and setting up this league up with uh the owners and uh, the being around those companies and the sponsors, what's been the most enjoyable part for you in doing this?
1: Oh, I think for me, from a personal standpoint, it's about building something, right? I'm I'm not a great, um, I was never a great builder in terms of uh, the traditional sense of building things in my house <laughs> the around the home. I've, I've never been one, and you know, my wife will be able to attest to that. I'm not really good with my hands. <laughs> not yeah, a Mr. Fix-It? No, but in terms of building things from the ground up, I've had a great experience in the world of sports and and it's something that uh, motivates me and inspires me. Take something from nothing and build it into something and then watch it grow is really satisfying. And I think that's also inspirational, you know, for the people that are involved in our company and other people that um, look at other endeavours. You know, I think this is something that over time will be a case study for uh, sports management, sports business courses to be able to understand and look at how these guys were able to take an opportunity, uh, translate that opportunity and transfer it to a different um, territory and a different um, region of the world. And if you think of some of the regions in the world that you'd want to try and do something, there China wouldn't be at your top of the list in terms of you know ease of access and, and, try, and trying to work in an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit because of you know let, let's face it, at the, at the end of the day, China is still a communist country that it's very highly uh, influenced by government and traditional approach to business and, and sport, even though that's changed significantly over time. So we feel that if we can be successful there, that we can move forward and we can be successful in other regions of the world. And then getting back to your original point, that in and of itself is a really satisfying endeavour. Uh, uh,
0: endeavor. uh- Mr. David New once again I want to thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to be able to do this interview with me Uh, it's really been great talking to you about the uh, CAFL AFL Global and just seeing where this sport is moving forward it's really exciting times to be around arena football and I just want to thank you for giving me me this opportunity to interview you.
1: Thank you very much let me tell you one thing I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of these interviews over the course of the last few weeks and months these are probably the best questions that i've been asked in 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 that period so congratulations to you (laughs) on a really good interview and some great questions thank you very much
0: Uh, no problem and for the fans uh who are interested in watching uh, the game uh, interested in watching the first uh game of the the season how would they be able to watch it
1: yeah without me giving too much away and announcing our, our, our broadcast platforms before they're officially announced next week, I would suggest that you check out our websites at com here in the US and caflchina.com in China. So those two platforms will be able to give you all the greatest news, information you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the tradition, traditional and new ways that you can follow information and news, but you will be able to. You'll hear it next week, the announcement of, of potentially at the end of this week, the broadcast partner in China, how you'll be able to watch the games live and on delay and on demand, and the broadcast partner in the U.S., and how you'll be able to watch those games live, delay, and on demand also.
0: All right, then. Thank you so much, sir. I will go ahead and let you go. You seem like you, you still got a lot of work to do, but you've done a great job so far. So thank you so much once again.
1: Thanks for your time, Philip. All the best, mate.
0: Bye-bye. You too. Bye.